Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales of some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician, judging a book by its cover. As I was walking into the clinic room, I saw Mr. A reading what appeared to be The Economist magazine. He seemed deeply engrossed in the material, and I silently observed him from the doorway and while walking into the room and I noticed the occasional grimace which contorted his face ever so briefly with the return to a concentrating countenance thereafter. His backpack, placed in the adjacent seat, was open, and I could see the detritus of a student, textbooks, notebooks, and a laptop Mac protruding. When I spoke up to greet Mr. A, his whole body jerked, and he quickly arose, shook my hand enthusiastically, then sat down deliberately, with pursed lips, and put his reading aside. Mr. A had already been diagnosed for some time with Tourette syndrome, which many know is a movement disorder often associated with verbal utterances, at times as profanity, but also with tics and other movements which can be highly distressful for the patient. Mr. A was 22 years old when I first became associated with him, and he'd had some difficulties with the medications he'd been started on as a teenager. He related to me the challenge it was to have to go through school and deal with the disorder, and the fact that many of the earlier medications he'd been tried on just didn't work, and those that did had significant sedating effects, which made him fall asleep in class. He told me he'd barely gotten through high school, and would find ways to not go to class due to his embarrassment of his disorder and the fact that he didn't really feel he was getting anything out of the classes anyway. Nonetheless, he was a curious student, and while at the library in town, deep in the stacks where he couldn't be heard, he read, and he read and read and read, and taught himself everything from philosophy to his love, economics. So while he'd barely gotten through to graduate high school. When he came to my clinic and we would discuss his condition and how he was doing on the latest medications, he'd want to talk about macroeconomics, particularly after hearing that I'd studied with some protégés of Nobel Prize winning economists. What was interesting with Mr. A was that while he was older, he tried to go to community college, but could never finish a term since he'd get more and more anxious about going to class during the term, and this increasing t- the ticks that made him even more nervous. So he'd oftentimes just drop the classes he'd enrolled in, hoping that next time he could do better. He worked as a security guard at night, so he was alone most of the time, and noted to me that he could study during that time as well. It's the perfect job, he noted to me. I can totally relax, no one's around, and I could study and read. Nothing better. We'd gotten Mr. A's medications table, and I was actually anxious myself to see how he was doing this visit. It was also the end of the semester, and I was hoping to see that he'd be able to complete at least one class. Although, honestly, I really wasn't too hopeful given his past history. How'd it go this term? I asked after we'd gone through his medications as well as the symptoms which had improved. Well, everything started the same way it usually did, and I was going to class. But in the middle of the term, 
I just got too anxious and stopped going. I felt deep disappointment for Mr. A, figuring that he got through the standard process and had dropped his courses again. But after about three weeks, I just resolved that I couldn't go on like this. My tics were pretty well controlled, so I forced myself to study, to catch up, to go back to class. And how did that go? Hard at first. I used some of those tricks you told me about to calm down, to relieve the need to move or to say something. That new medication helped a lot. I even answered a question in class, to which my professor told the class it was right on point. That was really encouraging. I told Mr. A that this was substantial progress and that he should be really happy about it. Well, that's not the end, though. I pushed myself hard. I was really determined. And you know what? It worked. I got the highest grade on the final in calculus. I got the highest grade on the final in microeconomics. In fact, I got three A's and one B+. That was in freshman English. Never got along with that teaching assistant, he said with a smile. It was tiring, always being on, to be aware. But I found I could do it. Mr. A's resilience was, to say the least, inspiring. He'd had, and has, a significant disability, and was able to overcome it with a desire to learn and the help of some medication that he was patient enough to finally find with the healthcare team. After he relayed to me his success, we began our usual discussion about macroeconomics, his belief in the Austrian school, and chiding me on my former discussion on Keynesian economics for my previous learnings. After a few minutes, Mr. A told me he was going to send me some articles to read on the various contrasts of economic theories, at least for my consideration. And it would be, in his words, my homework assignment for us to discuss next time he came to clinic. I told him that I would be happy for him to teach a willing student as long as he took his medications and was otherwise doing well. He smiled again, pulled out a notebook with marks on the cover, and opened it to the first page, which read, in scrawled handwriting, Global Capitalistic Tendencies in the 21st Century. It's my next paper, he said with a smile. It was very impressive, the contrast of his knowledge and the relative schooling he has had. I felt so happy for the patient and his success. As I smiled and rose up to go to my next patient, I told Mr. A, your notebook reminds me not to judge books by their covers. He smiled, then grimaced, then smiled again. Thank you for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.